Yeah, it's pretty tough stuff going on here. Well, in the United you know, States. President Trump did not obstruct justice. The Democratic Party corrupted the justice system in this country. They took the DOJ, they took the FBI, and they turned it into a arm, a tool of the Democratic corrupt establishment. Before we get into the details of this whole uh, indictment situation, let me ask you a question before we talk about what he did wrong and not cooperating. Let me ask you a very simple question. Why did the National Archives Association reach out to President Trump and ask him just a couple of months after he left the presidency to turn over those classified documents to them when they didn't ask of Joe Biden to hand them over for years, when they didn't ask of Mike Pence to hand them over? They didn't know. They, they weren't aware. Obama? No, because they, they weren't aware that they existed. They were not tell aware. me. They were not aware. How many documents that are classified did, does the National Archives Association take care of? How many millions of documents do they handle? Actually, millions I don't know. The, millions. And I know that. It's millions of millions fine, of documents. But the fact, the fact is and that, what you're telling me here is that they were able to track 300 documents of President Trump. No, no. 20 or 25 of Joe Biden. No, no, no. Alex, come on. That's when they just it's not the 300 is only when they when they uh, they executed that subpoena and in and went into Mar-a-Lago and they started looking through those boxes. They found them. The, the point I'm making, in the beginning, they didn't ask anybody else to hand over documents. Yes, they, no, they didn't, because they were, were, they, uh, they were, were not they aware. Do you expect me to believe this after we have investigation, number one, with a Russian collusion hoax where there was no evidence, when you have the January 6th impeachment, something that would have never happened to anybody else, and you, you expect people to believe that this was a coincidence? You know that the Democratic Party is out for President Trump. Well, of course they are. the Stormy Daniels thing is being... Come on. Exaggerated when you got New York crime through the roof, and the only crime that matters is you're on the wrong side of the aisle, and you're a Republican by the name of Donald John Trump, who the Democrats despise and are afraid of. Well, they're not afraid. The fact of the matter is that they that they tried the, the, the National Archives tried to get the documents back from Trump. Tried to only get back from Trump. Huh? Only from Trump. Only from Trump. Because did you did you see the pictures of how many boxes of documents he had? Uh, how many classified documents did he have after all of this? It came out around 300. 300? Right. How, many right. did Biden, how many did they find right. that Biden had? 10, I think 25. it was? Huh? 20. 20. 20. 20. So, all right. Okay. But that's uh, the point I'm making. They handle, they take no, no. millions of documents. You're going to tell me 300, they're able to follow 20. They're not percentage-wise in the Alex, category. Alex. You're listening to The Set. With Herschel LX, it's the political talk show that has its own set of opinions. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the set. Thanks for joining us here today. So what we got here with the Trump indictment over classified document, that is such crap, and it needs to be called out for what it is. Seven counts criminal charges being brought against President Trump, uh, 31 counts of willful detention of national information on documents that Trump didn't turn over to the NARA Association when they asked him to turn it over, one count of conspiracy to obstruct justice, basically planning on not handing it to them, which is obstruction of justice, one of withholding a document or a record, okay, repeat, another one, concealing a document or a record, withholding it, but he also hid them in Mar-a-Lago, uh, and 
didn't want the FBI to see it because he held that he was allowed to have it since he declassified these documents when he left the presidency and took these documents with him to Mar-a-Lago. So if the FBI is telling him to hand it over when he believes it's his and he doesn't have to, he's allowed to hide it in Mar-a-Lago and move it from one room to another. And there's another one, concealing documents in a federal investigation. It's just a repeat of another one, but it adds up to seven charges when it comes to this Trump indictment. One related to alleged false statements of telling the FBI that he doesn't have any more classified documents. According to him, he didn't. He declassified them once he took them from the White House to Mar-a-Lago on the day that he left presidency. One scheming to conceal the documents, basically planning and hiding them and not giving them to the FBI, which is what he did. A lot of these are repeats of, you know, charges that you just look at them and you're like, you're doing it again and again. <laughs> it's the same charge. The bottom line is he didn't want to hand it over to the FBI. He told me he didn't have it. He held that he was allowed to have it with him. And that's about it. You want to say obstruction of justice? All right. Before you get to that, as I mentioned, which you heard in that debate that I had to- with Tom Aronik on Saturday night, Donald Trump was the only person in the last loads of years to be asked to hand over classified documents. Obama definitely has it with him. Joe Biden had, as we know now, classified documents. Now we're never asked of him to hand it over. Mike Pence also had classified documents. Trump was the only one. Why? Why? Well, obviously, because they're targeting him. Now, if you look in the Republican primary, you have the poll that came out at the CPAC uh, gathering that was right after Trump was indicted during the weekend. And the polls show from the people in the room, 43% for Trump, 35.8 for DeSantis. Larry Elder got 7.7% of that poll. It's a straw poll. Tim Scott got 5.8. So Trump is leading 43%. You talk about seven or eight points more than what DeSantis got in that straw poll at CPAC. And what you see here is what I was talking about, the splitting up of the vote with these other candidates. Trump has 43% at that poll. I don't think it's actually 43. I think it's 35 when it comes down to the election and the primary. In that room, you had a lot of Trump supporters, right? Now you got 35% for DeSantis. He would have gotten more with Larry Elder not be there because the people that are saying they're going to vote for Larry Elder, they're people that are either turned off by Trump, hate him, or don't think he can win the general election. So they would vote for DeSantis. Then you got Tim Scott, 5.8%. Seven plus six and a half, right? That's more than 45. That's like 48 percent compared to Trump at 43. So really, the anti-Trump movement in the Republican Party is stronger and bigger than the pro-Trump movement, just from this straw poll that you see itself. But when you divide it up and you go between each candidate, no, they're not able to have all these candidates in the race and win. 
there's not a specific anti-Trump candidate that that is getting all the opposing votes for people that don't want Trump anymore. Anyway, you see his polls are going up, and they're using this as a two-shot with one bullet. You bring his polls up in the primary. You make Democrats hate him even more in the general election. You get a, you get everything out of this. Right? Democrats hate him more in the general election. He has a smaller chance of winning the general. His chance of winning the primary is bigger because his base is getting more upset about this corruption in Washington, which it totally is. This is obstruction of justice, okay? This is the Democratic Party specifically targeting him because they're afraid of him. And the corruption that we see now in Washington it involves the FBI. It involves the DOJ. It involves district attorneys in New York, Alvin Bragg. It involves district attorneys across the country. It involves pol- politicians. It involves so many people. It's so deep and so swampy, we've never known how bad it is. But would those in the FBI, like those who went forward the raid against President Trump at Mar-a-Lago, what they need to bear in mind, yeah, they were given orders by the leaders in of the FBI. They told them to go and follow through with that raid. And they were afraid of getting fired if they wouldn't follow through with the orders. And they're like, okay, well, if there's something wrong, I was just given orders, right? I'm not the one that's going to be held accountable. So you're making a big mistake. The leaders, they're going to get away with it. They know how to cover up their tracks. And one of the ways they're doing it is by framing others. And you want to see what's going to happen with this Durham report, which exposes the FBI for what happened in the 2016 election with so-called Russian collusion between Trump, the Durham report exposed that this was an attempt to muddy the waters for Trump by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the FBI taking an investigation that they should have never gone into according to their own protocols of what is something that has enough basis to actually look into it because of some substantial evidence for them to say, we got a case here and we're investigating it, right? You're not just running through after every president saying, oh, maybe he colluded over there, maybe he colluded over there. There's got to be some form of a basis for you doing that. And in that case, if there will be any arrests, and I'm upset that we haven't seen any of them thus far, Dormy appears like a pretty corrupt person. He came out all this late, and no charges are brought against anybody so far. Eventually, when there will be charges brought, the FBI had so much time to set up behind them ways of getting out of this, the leaders. And you're going to have a lot of low-level FBI agents that are going to be framed and are going to be held accountable for crimes committed by those at the leadership positions because they were the ones that followed through with, say, the paperwork, those at the bottom, or with other things, and they're going to say, hey, they're the criminals. They're the ones that screwed it over. With the Mar-a-Lago raid, they'll use those that went into Mar-a-Lago, and they'll say they did the corrupt uh, action of going through with that when that should have never been done. You could go over there nicely, knock on the door, and say, we have a search warrant. Do you want to search it? Or rather, if you're asking us Trump for the documents NARA, then ask for the others. Now, the FBI, they love hitting on Trump. Their arm, as I mentioned, of the Democratic establishment. Now, a lot of people are saying in the media that Trump should not be held accountable for this. This is what you're going to go after a president and indict him on. 
like with the Stormy Daniels situation in New York City. This is the first time a president's being indicted, and you're indicting him over such a small, petty crime. I don't believe in that. I think that the president should not be above the law, and if the president breaks the law, he should be held accountable just like anybody else, but just like anybody else, right? I don't think we need some scandalous, massive story like Hunter Biden getting money from China uh, so that they should be able to buy access of the Biden administration and have the Biden administration sell the presidency to the Chinese and who knows what else is this government in the United States. That's beyond, right? That's something to arrest the president for. But if it's just the president with some small crime or misdemeanor or felony, don't go after him. I disagree. If, if people are held accountable for this crime, the president should not be above the law. Absolutely not. But if people aren't being held accountable, look at New York. Look at the crime that's through the roof. Look at where you can punch someone in the face and get out right away. And nothing will happen to you. You will not be held accountable. And then you have this small hush money scandal that nobody in New York for sure not is held accountable for except for Donald Trump because they paid him. So, no, he should be held accountable, but with equal justice, right? I think even with the classified documents thing. Now, classified documents. Do you know that uh, what he did can be interpreted as illegal. You can argue that he, by taking the documents from the White House on the day they left the White House to Mar-a-Lago, that was declassifying the documents because it all in all it involves is intention. And if he took it from the White House to Mar-a-Lago, he obviously intended in declassifying those documents. But even if not, even if he just took it with him, well, that goes against the Presidential Records Act and. He has to follow through with the laws of the president. There are certain laws that are put in place that are not enforced, and nobody's expecting them to be enforced, and it's not a problem. The president of the United States was entrusted by the American people voting for the president in the presidential election, right, that they trust the president to declassify whatever information and even show that information to whoever the president thinks is safe to show and they trust the president and they entrusted him with these very serious classified documents that they're not afraid that this president is going to take those documents and send it to China send it to Russia and there are certain rules that are just not enforced like if you cross the street slantedly do you know that you can get a ticket okay and if a cop is going to stop you after crossing slantedly, you're going to say you're targeting me. Why are you doing this? Right? Nobody else does it. What do you want from me? You're just in a bad mood. You're giving me this ticket. This is not This is not a law that's enforced. You can argue that. And you'll get the slap. You'll get the ticket. But you would think, and I also do, why in the world is, is that something that the cop is enforcing? It's not something that people view as a law that matters, it was put in, all right, and there's a certain state where on Sunday you're not allowed to have an ice cream cone in your pocket for whatever random reason that ended up in the law books. And in the case of classified documents, the way it has gone for years, and people understand it, since we trust the president with classified documents and we voted for the president and entrusted him with that privilege, when the president leaves office and takes along classified documents, even if they're still classified, we still trust the president to take care of those documents 
and not use them in a dangerous way like leaving them in an office that has ties with China in a cabinet where the aides find them in a cabinet and then in a garage next to a Corvette where you have random people that are not privy to looking at classified documents who have access to them now because Joe Biden left it in a Chinese office, left it in a garage where he has his Corvette parked. Now, Joe Biden, first of all, he's not the president. He can declassify. He wasn't entrusted by the American people to declassify documents, but he was entrusted to be able to look through classified documents. And to some extent, uh, people trust the vice president as well. They voted for the vice president. If the vice president takes classified documents to their place, uh, it's more serious than the president because the president can declassify. But still, it's understandable. He's the vice president. We trust him. Joe Biden abused the trust of the American people by the way he handled those classified documents, and he should be held accountable for that. Oh, maybe it was you didn't even know he had it. Are you freaking kidding me? You were the vice president. The responsibility of securing information of the American people, you couldn't do that? Do you know if you were in the Army and you mishandled by accident, and it's clear as day that it was an accident, documents you can end up in jail for years but the president and the vice president joe biden gets away with it no problem donald trump had it in a storage room at mar-a-lago he held it securely he had a lock on there mar-a-lago is a safe place nobody was just able to get into that storage room and we trust the president joe biden had it in some cabinet and I doubt that there was a lock on the cabinet because otherwise they'd be sending around a picture. Don't worry, the cabinet had a lock on it and here's the picture. There's no such picture because it didn't have a lock. And a aide that's not privy to classified documents and classified information actually found it. So Joe Biden is the problem, right? He misused that. Uh, but the president should not be above the law. But it's understandable that this law should not be enforced, just like when you call slanty on the street. So this was absolutely despicable, this indictment. And he might end up in prison. <laughs> and they're saying maybe Ron DeSantis is going to pardon President Donald Trump. I don't want Ron's pardon. Don't give it to me. I don't want it. He's a corrupt person, Ron DeSantis. He's a sanctimonious Tune in to part two of this, the Trump indictment situation, where we do a deep dive in how Amer the American people should not allow this to be a distraction. And the media on the right should not allow this to sidetrack people from looking at the disaster with the Biden administration. This Trump indictment and the corruption in Washington and them going after President Trump, as well as his health. We do a deep dive into that and we continue this talk about Ron DeSantis pardoning President Trump in part two of this episode.